Hello, and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by three guys I found on Craigslist. <laughs> they are Alex. Hi, I'm a guy. Paul. Uh, hello? <laughs> and our judge this week is Bear. Order in the bear court, it's bear time! <laughs> hey, uh, Bear, you sent me a really vague question earlier. Uh, something about not playing games? Yeah, so, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be interesting if sometimes, rather than playing a game, you were part of a game? Okay. So, the question that I want to ask today is if you guys could pick a video game universe and be an NPC in it, which one would you pick? Right. Be an NPC in a video game universe. You know, it doesn't have to be a boring NPC. Just, you're not the main video game character. I just want to know what life you would choose to live as a normal video game person. Are we getting the choice over what kind of NPC we are then? Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's an interesting one, yeah. Because, like, my first thought was The Sims. Because, like, although The Sims is generally a normal life, it does have a few interesting things that come in. Although you aren't the main protagonist, the stuff that happens to the protagonist kind of in a roundabout way happens to you. And it has the advantage that I'm not stapled to the floor either. (laughs) Which a vast majority of NPCs are. Ah, yes, I'm the quest giver. What do I do? I stand here forever. (laughs) You've raised an interesting point immediately in that in The Sims, the player creates their character and sort of has some influence over what they do. So is that strictly an NPC? When I was thinking of The Sims, I was thinking of the characters which they literally have no control over. The ones that are like the people that wander into your house. Oh, like the friends that just turn up and be like, hey, I'm here to party now. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that you interact with. The ones that are like, oh, I want to become friends with them. I would say that all of The Sims are NPCs. And the only difference between your Sim and the other Sims is that the game is currently allowing you to influence your Sims. Now, you don't have like full control over them anyway. Yeah. It's also very risky being the player's sim because you play the sims for a few reasons and not all of them are favourable to the characters. (laughs) Oh yeah, there is the slight risk that I have a tragic death by lack of ladder in a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Or the pizza at the end of the maze that you can't find your way to. (laughs) What will kill them first, the bad hygiene or the lack of food? (laughs) It does depend on which sims you're in as well, because, like, the more recent sims, you can just climb out of the pool. Also, before some patches happened, even if you died, you could, like, try for a baby with the Grim Reaper, and then maybe he wouldn't kill you, but that got patched out, so... (laughs) That's the NPC I want to (laughs) be. I think being the Grim Reaper is probably a little bit out of scope for this. this Oh, no, I mean the one trying to bang the Grim Reaper. Oh, oh, absolutely. (laughs) Ten out of ten. Always. (laughs) I think your odds of just being destroyed by a meteor from the sky are a little higher than in real life, though. <laughs> okay, so let's go and see if anyone else has got any honourable mentions before we dive into it. Eddie, how about you? Yeah, I've got a really brief one. I think it would be lovely to be an NPC in Overcooked. Oh. <laughs> you turn up to a restaurant, you demand something ridiculous, you pay depending <laughs> on how long it takes to turn up, and then you leave. That's it. And to be fair, the tip is, is only based off how fast it turns to turn up. That's true, actually, yeah. And to be fair, typically the places are very narrow menus. And you have the added enjoyment. If you go to certain levels, you can just get in the way of the chefs. You can just oh, walk yeah. through yeah, their kitchen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There are some of the NPCs, <laughs> you, you really do get to go on an adventure. 
Mm. I don't think I trust any food in the world where the food standards are so lax that overcooked can exist. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. Uh, that just sounds like you're bad at the game, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, the thing is, right, any food that can be served in overcooked has been cooked to, like, near perfection. That's true. Or has been carried by a rat. But the <laughs> food standards, like, hygiene inspectorate must be so underfunded in the overcooked world that they allow these restaurants to operate. I mean, there is King Onion. I don't think he's funded a food standards agency. <laughs> a main strat in overcooked is actually picking up food, throwing it on the floor, because it's easier to deal with. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, that's a good point. So I guess a health inspector in the overcooked world would probably be an interesting. <laughs> no, that'd, that'd be you'd be way too overworked if you were a health inspector. <laughs> the only health inspector in overcooked. <laughs> when the game starts to penalise me for having the food rubbed all over the floor, then I'll stop rubbing food on the floor. <laughs> well, that's why the health inspector has to exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Alex, do you have an honourable mention? So I think the game most known for its NPCs is Skyrim. But that's quite dangerous, there are dragons. Yeah, it's bold. So, Skyrim, but when someone has installed the mod that adds Thomas the Tank Engine instead of dragons. <laughs> I think that's more horrifying. That doesn't make it any safer, right? <laughs> they're still just like, they just look like Thomas the Tank Engine. They're, they're still dragons, right? <laughs> Maybe? I haven't actually played this mod, so I can't tell you... Yeah, it is just another skin for dragons, just like Randy Savage or Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I like the style, though. They seem safer, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. It's weird you took out the dragon, you didn't take out the giant spiders, or the... <laughs> As a Skyrim NPC, I'm probably not going to go down into a dungeon and, like, attack some spiders. Like, that's for the adventurers. Yeah, mm. the towns are relatively safe, and they only really suffer the risk of being dragon attacked. Yeah. However, I think choosing your universe's modded Skyrim poses a lot of other existential risks beyond just mortal danger. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that in unmodded Skyrim, there are certain NPCs that are unkillable, such as children and quest givers. But because you picked modded Skyrim, they can just add a mod that lets them kill those characters, so no NPC is safe in modded <laughs> Skyrim. I like the conceit we're going here, that because we have modded Skyrim, it means that Skyrim is now in a mutable state that can be modded again at any point. <laughs> Yes. This actually makes this a hell world. <laughs> the real truth of it. Yeah, once in a while you'll encounter, like, the uh, the space core uh, from Portal. Once in a while you'll meet Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the mammoth, and it'll <laughs> eat you into space. But mostly you're going to be having a lot of very graphic sex. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your version of modded Skyrim. I was thinking more like the moon might turn into the moon of Majora's Mask, but whatever floats this player's boat. There is a, yeah, Schlongs of Skyrim mod. <laughs> yeah, and who plays without Schlongs of Skyrim? NPCs in Skyrim do have a day-night circle, so they do move around. They are they they are not nailed to the floor. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. They do actually have an existence. Eventually repetitive, but they do have an existence that is outside of their narrow window. Yeah. It's very secular. I'm assuming we're, we're taking away some of the video game artifice and saying that these NPCs will have lives who are not yeah. just going to stand around as quest givers because fair, a lot of fair. games that would be quite boring. Oh no, that, that was just an interesting point of discussion to me of just like this idea of like I've chosen to be an NPC in WoW 
I have only looked at the same thing for 17 years. <laughs> I mean, the more important thing is... Can you get rid of my chickens? <laughs> you, you can have your own life, you can walk around and do stuff, but any time, like, a player character wants your attention, you have to go to your prescribed spot. You're always on call, day and night. As a point of information, are we allowed to choose a game and then not interact with that game? For example, being an NPC in Roller Coaster Tycoon, but never ever going to a theme park because you might just get picked up and start drowning. Well, you're not an NPC in Roller Coaster Tycoon if you don't go to a theme park, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't exist if you're not in the theme park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the player has to be in a position where they could interact with you. Okay, yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon, there is no universe outside of the parks. Honestly, I think in some respects the greatest threat to a vast majority of NPCs is actually the player. <laughs> and, and, and the universe can do whatever the hell it likes would you like to transition to my main answer with the main threat being the player <laughs> go on hit, hit, us, hit us okay full answer time eddie's talking about threats and being threatened let's hear it bring us in all right bear with me on this one grand theft auto <laughs> no uh I suppose, yeah okay I, I can see that so I've mostly seen GTA Online. I played a little bit of GTA Five, but I haven't played a lot of single player. So I'm, most of my information is coming from the online variant. And there are a few benefits to consider here. If we can get to pick our NPCs, you just be a like a gun shopkeeper and rake in millions just because every player needs to buy every gun and they cost extortionate money. People do also frequently shoot those guys. <laughs> Uh, see, oh no, you can't draw a gun in those places, can you? You can't draw a gun in those places, exactly. You pick some very specific ones. You have chosen to live in America in the one place where you can't draw a gun. <laughs> in, in a gun shop, yeah, I know. <laughs> Ironic, right? <laughs> Don't pick a convenience store owner because they always get held at gunpoint and usually get shot <laughs> i thought about this more from like uh you don't get a choice of what npc you are you're just a random npc and so you're likely to just be someone wandering around on the streets and there are a lot of negatives to that could get picked up by a player but it's such a large world that if you're not with a particularly destructive i.e hacking player you're probably not going to get hit by them but the benefits of being an npc include and i think this is the biggest one that i have instant police response time Ooh. Name a game or a universe in which the police turn up within seconds of any crime happening. So I agree. However, also the police are, and maybe this is more of a commentary on the policing system in the United States, have a massively disproportionate response to anything. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's against the players though, right? The NPCs they don't give a shit about. Uh, I have seen plenty of cops shoot NPCs. I would say that you only ever really see the player commit crimes. So the way the police deal with a crime or a perceived crime is the way they treat with a player, which can include, you had a car accident, I'm going to cap you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen a video of someone like driving into a cyclist, knocking them so far that their bike hits a cop car, and then the cops jumping out and shooting the cyclist for bumping into their car. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't drawbacks to picking GTA. <laughs> Actually, that video was in the real-life United States of America. Oh, a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely roasted America. <laughs> you are correct that as response times go, that is pretty instantaneous. And to be fair, they can deal with a response time, even in like the middle of mountains. Exactly. It's like, damn, someone was murdered in the middle of nowhere, but somehow there comes the cop car driving up the mountain. Anywhere <laughs> in the world, they're there within like a matter of seconds. I'm pretty sure you get to beat someone unconscious, though, without the cops immediately being called, as long as you don't kill them outright. I think it depends if there's any witnesses. 
But if you just punch someone in the face, even in the middle of the crowd, I don't think the cops will. No, normally they'll just fight you back. (laughs) Yeah. Which means I can fight the player as long as they're playing fair. You can, but you're not gonna... I'm not gonna choose to. (laughs) You're not gonna win. Or probably not gonna win, please. Look, the way you're gonna fight the player, the NPCs take one swing like every ten seconds, right? But if the player happens to be on low health because they just jumped out of a plane and forgot the parachute, then one hit knockout. Easy. You're right. If they jump out of the plane, forget a parachute, get up and punch you, <laughs> then you might defend yourself yeah, successfully. I'm not, what I'm saying is, it's possible for me to beat them, not likely. <laughs> yeah. I think, even as an NPC, you probably could, you know, the stock markets there are very easy to read and play. This is a point that I'll bring up in a minute, actually, but I just want to go back briefly to why does GTA have a prison if the cops are kill on site regardless of the level of crime? Uh, they're not, though. Like, you can get arrested by the cops. It depends on... Can you? At low stars. Yeah, you just will be riddled with bullets as well. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, if you are driving and you've got a crime and they come up to you and pull you out of the car, you're busted at that moment, right? That might be older games, because I've no, never... No, yeah, there is a busted and a wasted. Oh, right, I'm not aware of that. In, in the online one, which is the one that I know the most about, they just pull you out of the car and shoot you. There's no no discrimination, just like (laughs) one star, five stars. Have you killed a hundred people? Have you shoplifted? You're dead. (laughs) There are plenty of ways to get arrested. And if you get arrested, you respawn at the police station without your guns. But if you get wasted, you respawn at the hospital without your guns. Yeah, so that's a point I was going to bring up as well, that you just get instantly fixed up at hospital, even if you get killed. So as an NPC, I don't think you get fixed up at a hospital, but the ambulance can come and revive you. That's pretty good. As a commentary on the healthcare system in Grand Theft Auto, that is pretty good that you can just get instantly fixed up at a hospital. Yeah. It does take some of your money, but only what you have. Mm. Yeah, it's also quite a low amount of money compared to the normal US healthcare system. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lose... We're razzing on the US today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can't go into debt for medical bills in GTA. Does GTA have debt? No. No. But if you are ever injured by the player and the ambulance comes along and revives you, there's also a good chance that the player will knock out the paramedics before they arrive you or steal their ambulance and go and become the ambulance driver. <laughs> there's a lot of gambles to take as a <laughs> <laughs> If you actually play Grand Theft Auto and want to correct us in the comments, don't. <laughs> do. Maybe don't. Do. Maybe don't. At me. At Bear. Don't at us. <laughs> Look, I love arguments. <laughs> don't at Hexagorgon. At. Do you want to plug your Twitter? <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember what it is. The All Bear, I think. <laughs> at, at All Bear. At the All Bear. The all bear. Yeah, yeah. At the All Bear. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that the stock markets are very easy to read. And one of the points that I've got written down is it's remarkably easy to make money in GTA. Things like the stock markets and stuff are very easy to do. Owning property is surprisingly easy. There's a lot of, like, nightclubs and stuff that you can, like, just own. That's more a player thing, but presumably someone has to own them. So presumably an NPC can own them, and they just get regular income from that with fairly low maintenance costs from what I've seen. Businesses don't ever perceive to lose money. (laughs) They run themselves, yeah. A sort of adjacent to this point is insurance companies. When your car gets destroyed or stolen... The insurance company, no questions asked, just pays you some money. It's not like the full price of the car, but they're just like, yep, car's been blown up, don't know how that happened, here's some money. They never raise their prices, even when you claim the insurance money, they just seem to know that your car's been destroyed and chuck you some money. There isn't six months of legal affairs. (laughs) Exactly. Don't they just replace your car? Is it it rather than getting money? The mechanic replaces your car. Okay. So the way online works is that whoever destroys the vehicle pays some amount of the vehicle. I think essentially the amount the insurance company gives you just goes from one player to another. 
But if it gets blown up by a random source that isn't attributed to a player, the insurance company just pays you the money. Okay. And the insurance companies don't jack up their prices. I think they're a little pricey compared to, like, normal world stuff, but given how often they pay out, they're pretty reasonably priced, and they don't increase their prices just because they've had to pay out. Another thing on the making money front is that if you did want to turn into a life of crime, pretty bloody easy if you could avoid the cops. <laughs> Still on the insurance thing, the fact that the prices don't rise for the players doing all of the vehicle disruption probably means that the normal people are really getting screwed on the premiums. I expect it won't be coded into the game, because why would they bother? <laughs> we are entering the concept of, like, how much are you within the game world, because yeah. otherwise we're going to enter into the debate well, of, what is the economic capacity within the GTA V <laughs> units, and whether it's actually going to collapse within the next three years isn't a question that's worth asking. <laughs> that's a very different win stupid prizes question. No prize, yeah. just... <laughs> can we solve this? Let's talk a little bit about the in-game lore, though. Everything that's, like, wrong with the US is, like, multiplied out in GTA US. That is a good point. Oh, I see. This brings me to my point, which is you get most of this and a much better world in The Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's got me. <laughs> it's, it's a good point. You actually just can't die. Yeah, and also you get to live in Simpson land. You, you would have to be a Simpson. Well, not a Simpson, but... A... No, you would have to not be a Simpson. You'd be a Springfielder. Yes, <laughs> and in that horrible 3D effect. <laughs> but you get all the benefits of Springfield, the all-you-can-eat shrimp place, and Mr. Burns' casino, and you don't get to die, because crime happens a lot in GTA. It is an equally sort of... Well, it's still a parody, right? It still contains, in its verge brackets, the worst bits of America. I'm trying to remember the plot of Hit and Run. Uh, convoluted. Mr. Burns has, like, wasp cameras or something? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, there is some surveillance thing going on, and then at some point aliens turn up, and you've got the ruddy last mission that is real damn hard. Again, <laughs> if you have played The Simpsons Hit and Run... Do not at us. <laughs> do. Do. Engage. Engage with the comments. If you want to at anyone at the Orbit. <laughs> <laughs> no, just co leave comments. Look at the, Check it out on YouTube and complain there. <laughs> I'm just skimming Wikipedia here and it's something about surveillance with wasp cams and weird black sedans. It's just Big Brother-esque. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm skipping through random lines here and it's just an absolute wild ride. They find a meteor as the source of the cola. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, the main benefit, I think, of GTA over The Simpsons is just it's easier to make more money. Yeah. It's like, mm. if you don't want to get into the crime, being a mechanic is incredibly lucrative. Mm. Cars cost a lot of money, and fixing up cars and all of the, like, modifications that are made to the cars are all way pricey. Like, one shopping spree from one player, it makes you a millionaire. Do you think that you're going to learn to be a mechanic for that reason, though? I'm an NPC. They programmed it into me. <laughs> mm, interesting. The risk is, though, if being a mechanic is so lucrative, they'll probably add a heist to rob you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but then the police will show up. But you're also, like, fixing them up with a lot of things, so I think you're technically an ally of the players, and therefore they don't rob well, you. Well, that's why they'd add it as a heist and not just a part of the normal game. I guess so. They might just steal all your cars. I know, well, I, I don't sell the cars, I fix them. If the mechanic is the one who hooks you up with, like, tanks and nuclear subs, then... Buying the things directly is through a phone app. 
Okay, fair enough. So actually, just probably work for one of those companies, because they probably pay reasonably well, given how bloody expensive all those things are. <laughs> uh, no, it's a hyper-capitalist nightmare. If you're working for them and not owning it, you're working like a 90-hour week and getting yeah. paid nothing. Yeah, you're right. Well, convenience store owner it is. <laughs> Get shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically all I've got about GTA. I thought it was an interesting thought experiment to consider it. Mm. Yeah. Let's go play some GTA. Let's go play some GTA. Good good podcast, boys. Thanks for the prize. <laughs> okay, but before we get to go play GTA, we have to get through a couple more of these. So, <laughs> Alex, which video game universe would you be an NPC in? Hello. If you are someone who knows about me, you probably know that I like the Mass Effect series. Wait, what? what? You? Ooh. Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> You're right. The world that never was. No. So, space is good. You can fly around in spaceships and go on warp adventures. There's, like, mostly benevolent AI technology, which is going to make your life a lot easier. There's lots of good causes to give your life purpose. For example, you've got, like, the genophage healing problem. You've got, like, the fact that the Azari have kind of got slavery going on, but it's indentured servitude, so that's fine. <laughs> and you can go to banging nightclubs with Commander Shepard's probably really crappy dance animation, and you can laugh at that. <laughs> Obviously, you don't want to be, like, living in one of the bad places. You probably want to be an alien, because being an alien is cool. Tell me a little bit about what do you think your NPC life would be like? Where would you live? Who would you be? So, a lot of the planets you see in Mass Effect are the ones where bad things are happening. <laughs> so you go to Eden Prime, people are being spiked by the Geth and turned into zombies. You go to the places where the collectors are collecting humans, and they're collecting humans. That's bad. Don't be a human in Mass Effect. Like, there are no good humans in Mass Effect. What about Shepard? What? <laughs> <laughs> Depends what Shepard does. There is that guy in the military at the entrance to the Citadel lecturing the people about not firing willy-nilly because it's going to ruin someone's day eventually. Yeah. I mean, living on the Citadel... He seems all right. Pretty poggers, as the game is called. <laughs> <laughs> because you get, like, this nice, like, interspecies life. You get to meet cool people. You're pretty safe. You get to see the space super cops that really need some accountability come in and do their missions. You get to be helped by these weird bug creatures that you shouldn't ask too many questions about. And then at the end of the day, you get attacked and harvested by the Reapers. So, you know, death. But that's pretty quick death. So whatever. <laughs> Interesting how you lead in with all the things in the game are bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, aren't we in the game? <laughs> the defining feature of the Mass Effect universe is that the Reapers are an existential threat to civilized life. But meanwhile, there is some fun stuff happening. Yeah. Any place where a plot is happening is going to be a time that's not very good, unless you're doing something like The Sims, where there doesn't need to be a plot. Yeah. On a similar note to how you brought up Simpsons Hit and Run, why wouldn't you try and be an NPC in Star Trek Bridge Commander or something like that? I mean, Star Trek is a pretty cool place. It's probably more post-scarcity. The reason I didn't was due to it being a video game. Yeah. I guess Star Trek Bridge Commander exists. Or Star Trek Online. Yeah, but then you have to be like a red shirt or something. The main IP is a show. Star Trek is a show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I threw out an answer that did have video games, but the main IP was a was a show as well. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think as well, you know, he's got more attachment to Mass Effect than Star Trek. That too. Mm. Yeah. Also, I really like Mass Effect and Star Trek is cool. Look, we're not hating on Star Trek here. <laughs> no, I don't dislike Star Trek. 
I just like Mass Effect more. It's just not a valid answer. <laughs> I like the idea of Mass Effect. Like, you're effectively taking what is a, a sci-fi universe, and in many aspects, like if you're at the Citadel or a variety of religions, there is a utopia to it. Yes. I mean, there is also a lot of dystopia in Mass Effect. A god-awful amount of dystopia to it. But we're not talking about that. We're not going there. Yeah, we are. Just ignore it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we might though. Mass Effect is largely a dystopia, but... I do think everyone does, you know, the goal of all the NPCs is to start a meaningful relationship with an Asari, right? <laughs> or a Turian, or, you know. Look, if Turians are what you're into, then that's what Asari look like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. I don't know enough about this, but I, I like where it's going. <laughs> I mean, there are almost certainly lots and lots of, like, very cool things that could happen in the Mass Effect universe that are just nice. Like, people just being happy and meeting all their alien space friends and sometimes banging them. Yeah, there is a chance that you end up being a Krogan, though, and they're in a pretty bad state. They are in a pretty bad state. I like the Krogan a lot. Yeah. But they're having a rough time of it. Yeah. So roll those dice, don't hit Krogan. <laughs> <laughs> on the end of civilization point we had a pretty good run the reapers don't come and collect people until they've had a pretty good run somehow i don't think you will appreciate that like in in the moment of death it'd be like oh we've had a pretty good run of it all things considered i mean given how long we've lasted done all right really yeah if we did any more then possibly we'd use up all the mass effects or whatever or if we're taking mass effects three's writing if we did any more that would be bad, let's stop that. I don't know, they kind of lost the plot there. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, on the whole end of civilization, existential crisis thing, just rely on the Mass Effect 3 being canon and you'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they stop it, but the choice of endings does have an impact on whether your robot friends live or die. Or... Well, but you're an NPC. You might be a robot. <laughs> you might not be a robot friend. I mean, at least some of them escaped to the Andromeda galaxy and went and did a colonialism there, so that's good. <laughs> Mostly, for the average person, I think it would be a normal everyday life until things start ramping up. It would be an interesting, mm. you know, it's set in the real world mm. in the future with aliens. Mm. Ah, oh, but have you considered, and this is a point I've just remembered about GTA, there are drugs that can turn you into animals. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it's the way make you think you're an animal, right? Uh, well, every, like, twice a year or something, there's, like, for a few weeks, drugs randomly appear around the map, and if you take them, it looks like you transform into an animal and you get to fly around oh, as see. a bird or run around oh, as a right. panther. And then when you die, I don't know, wait, I think you just respawn as normal. Should have brought that up when you were making your points, shouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Statue, the Statue of Limitations is up. I should have, but I just remembered it and I thought I'm going to chuck this in as soon as there's even a remote segue and I'll cut it in if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the power of editing. Okay, so I think the Mass Effect universe, it is very rich. There's a lot of interesting things going on. And it's that kind of like sci-fi dream of going out and meeting other things in the universe. It's got that, and then it's got a plot because it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to pick up on one thing. Why would these ancients be harvesting other civilizations when they reach a certain point of technology? That's a good question. I wish the games answered it. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of do, right? They're doing it because then they get to make more of themselves. It's how they reproduce. Yeah. But they were created to keep the cycle going and add to their collective knowledge by harvesting new races and building reapers of those races. Yeah, the real answer is, they had an answer in Mass Effect 1, 
And then the writers of Mass Effect 2 and 3 were like, we don't really like that answer. We'll try and change it. But because you're writing a game, you have to go with what the first game said. And that makes problems. Anyway, Mass Effect, it's good. <laughs> someone made the initial Reapers. You know, they were machines made by someone to, to solve a problem. And who knows what they do. To solve a problem. But what that problem is, doesn't necessarily get explained super well in the text. <laughs> Mass Effect, it's good, mostly. Mm. <laughs> it's an amazing world and setup and promise, and then it doesn't deliver. Yes. So we've heard about GTA, we've heard about Mass Effect, two great places to commit crimes. <laughs> Let's find out where we're going next with Poil. So I took it that I'm not becoming an NPC, I am going into that world and I am then an NPC in that world. And my first thoughts, you've got to pick a world which isn't massively dangerous. We've we discussed that with the Mass Effect, there's so many worlds which have dangers in them. And those are things that will actually sometimes control what your life contains. But I need to have something that changes the world. It has to have some excitement going on. There are some things I am going to have to come to terms with. One, I'm 2D. Loving it already. The second one is, is that I will be quite unique in the setup of other non-player characters. Because there isn't anyone else like me within the game. And thirdly, I do need to be sexually attracted to match four puzzles. Because I'm choosing the Honey Pop universe. <laughs> oh no. You could have chosen anything else. Well, the thing is, is that they don't have any male stars that can be referred to. So that's a new thing there for me. It'll be the Paul DLC. I think I could be persuaded to go on dates and to do Connect Four puzzles as like a reasonable thing. And I think the universe isn't particularly dangerous. Yeah, you're right about that. In the latest one, I get to actively talk with somebody else, which is a whole new ball game. Oh, wow. My only worry is, although I think only the second one just came out, that there is a third one in development called Honey Pop Day of the Horny Tentacle, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> but nonetheless, that is my choice. <laughs> I respect the choice. Well, yeah, I feel like you've played to your judge here. Oh, shocking. <laughs> Isn't that the game? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great move. And I'm gutted because what a good answer it is as a result. <laughs> I mean, let's think about what happens in the Honey Pop universe because it's been a while since I've played, but I did master the game, of course. G good for you. I I've never played it. <laughs> good because I know nothing about it. I've played some dating sims. It's not really a dating sim. It's a puzzle game. It's a puzzle game with porn. Yeah. It's like a match four game mixed in with a dating sim. But what I know is that it is probably easier to get people to like you without saying much, like, of substance. If you can just match four things and then them saying, oh, that was really nice. No, 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 no. I need to like people. I'm an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the player. Okay. Yeah, Paul won't be playing the puzzle game. Ah. He'll be being like... Oh no, I'm having trouble with this thing or that thing. Here's my match four puzzle. Do well and I'll be more attracted to you. <laughs> okay. So the thing about Honey Pop, there is a fun story to it. The gameplay is actually quite enjoyable. It's safe. Uh, Paul's going to have to take a sequence of lewd photos though. Yeah. To gradually send to the player <laughs> as they improve their relationship. I can deal with that. If I get a life where I don't need to care about bills, health... <laughs> All of these things that the Honeypop universe doesn't really touch on. Here's the thing, you, you do. I do. 
Well, it depends on which NPC you are. I mean, I know I'm you're Paul. I know, but like, so some of the characters in there have these life problems. I think one of them's looking after a kid. Okay, so some of them are fleshed out more, because that's one of the things I was more concerned about doing other dating sims. I mean, it is still a dating sim in that there's like, you do meet the characters, you see some of their life events as you go through. They tell you facts about themselves, which you have to then answer when you go on dates to make sure they like you. It's like, hey, what was my bust size, says Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and if they remember correctly, then you're like, oh, wow, you do care. <laughs> yeah, are you becoming a dateable Paul? 100%. Sure, because I think those are the only NPCs that are available. Okay. This is kind of a stretch from the Honeypot universe, which is, as far as I can see from my dives into Wikipedia, not very male. No, I said I was different and I'd stand out. Yeah. I'm the Paul DLC. Okay. You were being an alien. <laughs> I think this is actually probably pretty good for the Honey Pop universe. And I think that yeah. more dating games should have options that are more than just one gender. Yeah, right. Well, there is some diversity in the game. One of the characters is a cat. What? Okay. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Once you've played through a certain amount of the game, a cat turns into a girl. Uh, of course. And you get to date her. Oh, okay, right, okay, so it's like, I don't know, a fairy or something. Okay, fine. There is a, no, the fairy is a different character, please. Oh, j jolly good. <laughs> yeah, the fairy is also dateable, though, I've just checked that. Yeah, but only once <laughs> you've done well enough. Yeah, yeah, it's nearly I think if day. something's in the universe, they're all dateable. I don't think there's a concept that something isn't. Yeah, pretty much. There are mentioned characters that you don't date, but I don't think ever visible. Oh, I see. I assumed that if I was going to be a non-player character, I have to be a character that is visible and interactable with, and sure. subsequently I'm one of yeah, them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. What I want to explore is what your daily life is like as an NPC in this universe. The way I was looking at it from what the game was in itself was that the game, to my mind, appears a happy one. The town you're within, it seems like a town people go to. The town is a nice town. There are people right. that go and uh, play tennis by the looks of it. There are background events happening, at least in text form. There are background events, but they aren't major world-shifting dangerous events. No, that's fine. Events. My concern was that when the player isn't interacting with you, you don't exist. Like, there's just no background stuff happening. But if there but is, then, like, But then that's the same sort of sense, then, you could argue with GTA. As soon as the player rounds the corner, do you not exist? Well, no, because the NPCs are walking around and they are doing things. There is elements in the game that suggest that. So, like a lot of dating sims, there are locations. You go to them, they have, like, a background, but things aren't happening in the background. But a character will be at that location at a specific time. Okay, yeah, that's, that does suggest that they have routines and yeah. they don't just cease to exist when they're not on screen, right? Yeah, because if we're going to get into the concept of whether your non-player character is loaded or not, then we've got a whole other ball game. <laughs> no, no, not whether it's loaded, just whether it's suggested that you have a life, basically. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it sounds like it is. So, looking into the fan wiki, it looks like everyone has exactly one hobby. Cool. <laughs> so one of the people has guitar, uh -huh. one of them has watching porn, mm -hmm. and one of them has drinking. Cool. So I'll be unique and have two. There is apparently an airport. Ah. So you could go to places. The concept of flight is there. You can go to space, right? You can take people for dates in space, I think. Oh, excellent. Can I? Or can I be taken to space? Because I'm not the player, remember? <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, Venus is a character who is a goddess, apparently. Well, there we go. A hobby. This isn't a hobby. The hobby is relaxing. <laughs> it's not a hobby. This is a thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't necessarily the most fleshed out of characters. Well, they're very fleshed out, but... Um... <laughs> Banned. 
you know, most of their personality comes through in their interactions, not in their bio. Gambling, mm. that's a proper hobby. Shopping, I'll accept. <laughs> hobby babysitting. That's a job! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. I mean, the only real danger you're running into in this game is dating someone that you probably didn't like, and due to the magic of dating sims, you have to date them anyway. Well, let's be clear. The main character doesn't have any personality that comes through. All they do is not. give you presents, take you to dates, and solve your puzzle for you. And that's what... That's, that's what we wanted a guy <laughs> slash girl. <laughs> it's what I was apparently looking for. <laughs> yeah. Here's what's happening, though. Like, in the Honeypop universe, your sole purpose is to be pursued by this one particular person who will charm your pants off by being good at puzzle games. And giving me presents. I've got to take a real quick step back here. So... Hobby babysitting, right? Mm. Profession, drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the wrong two things. The... Actually, no, that is the right way no, around. No, that makes sense. One probably makes more than the other. Yeah. <laughs> they babysit for fun while they're running their drug dealing business. Yeah, that's not... I'm not sure that's okay. It's a good alibi. Oh, where are you getting all this money from? Oh, just babysitting. I think I'll be fine, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. You're going to be the most interesting character there, that's for certain. I think it'd be quite an enjoyable universe, all things considered. <laughs> okay, so before we get on to the judging, is there anything else people would like to add? Just a bit of a recap. Eddie would like to be an NPC in the GTA Online universe. Alex would like to be an NPC in Mass Effect. And Paul would like to be a dateable babe in Honeypop. <laughs> babe is a gender-neutral term. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I've been calling you guys babe for years. <laughs> I think I'm interacting with the player the most. Sure. That wasn't the question, though. It wasn't, in which video game would you interact with the player the most? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't want to interact with the player in my video game. Thank you very much. Yeah, fair. If, yeah, you go into the universe knowing that, like, all of my friends aren't real. I want to get as much face-to-face -face time with the only actual real person. Help me, please! This one's a bit keen. <laughs> please let me out! <laughs> That's just Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> Might have been a better pick. <laughs> no, because that one's horrifying. All right, I haven't played it either. That is sort of like a pseudo-horror game, in a weird way. Yeah, no, it is a, a meta-horror game. Mm. Oh. I have deep-dived into the Honeypop fan wiki yeah. and found a thread where someone from Wikia has said, please do not upload the NSFW pics because that breaks our terms of use, to which someone has replied, I want to see some anime titties and this wiki ain't helping. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't wrong. There is a brutal honesty to that, I suppose. <laughs> like, not why I came here. You're gonna need a better fan wiki. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I think we had a lot of discussion about the first two. I like the idea of Honeypop. I think it's hard to have a lot to say about it at this point until we've yeah. all played it together. So I think we're going to take <laughs> a break. <laughs> and we're all going to go and play Honeypop. Take a break. Do the second half of this recording. And how does it take to play Honeypop? Like, a couple yeah, of... Yeah, we're going to live stream, but you're going to have to find our, uh, like, non-Twitch one, whatever that is. <laughs> I'll just sign us up unless Jamie's made one that I don't know about. <laughs> how long to beat says nine hours for the main story, 29 hours for completionist. Okay, so we want to complete, so... Yeah. It'll be 29 hours. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Okay, so I think there's a lot of fun to be had at GTA, but I do think it's kind of a nightmare world. What do you mean? So I think it might be a little bit risky. Maybe I don't want to live there. Honey Pop, there would be something nice about going and just being dated and waited on. 
But I also don't want to be the only one carrying the conversation and just having their conversation substituted with a puzzle game. And I also don't want to be the one who doesn't get to play the puzzle game. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So I think there are times where I would go and live in a honeypop world and uh, enjoy it. But I think there's a richness to the Mass Effect world. You could live an actual normal life there and maybe interact with humans and not go insane. (laughs) Or be murdered. (laughs) Until eventually the whole universe gets murdered. Which, you know, that's going to happen anyway, so... (laughs) <laughs> it isn't discussed on the news though it's commonly <laughs> you're taking a hard left at this point and actually GTA is the winner Roast. actually Snorlax is the winner <laughs> oh bringing it back cool back so congratulations Alex you've won by an alien hair hey congratulations Alex I've won what which is actually quite long <laughs> I thought you were saying that the prize was alien hair, yeah, which so would have been quite weird. Yeah, the prize is alien hair. <laughs> <laughs> what is the prize, my dude? Okay, so, if you want to see what it's like living in an alternate reality, well, now you can with these lobster flip-flops. Hey! <laughs> 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 oh, excellent. Oh, congratulations, Alex. Congratulations, Enjoy those flip-flops. Alex. Thank yeah, you. I, I am truly jealous that I am not going to be receiving those lobster flip-flops. <laughs> well, I actually oh. might have a spare pair that's even smaller, so maybe you're the only one they'll fit on it. Oh, my <laughs> word. <laughs> a double prize week. <laughs> yeah, there is a runner-up prize, and it's the smaller version of the same flip-flops. <laughs> what an amazing stupid prize. What a good prize. Congratulations, Alex. Thoroughly earned. Well done. Thank you. Thanks very much, everyone. I'm glad I got my question answered. Yeah, now you know the the best fictional... There is no better than this. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you definitely couldn't have come up with a better one given more time to think about it. <laughs> yeah, if we had played the new Honeypop and I had seen proper conversations between other, like, multiple characters... That might have pinched it. If we knew that for sure. Sorry, that might have pinched it. That might have pinched it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time for whatever question we decide to answer. Yeah, next time we're going to ask which Snorlax would you... <laughs> which Snorlax is the best Snorlax? <laughs> uh, it's the one in... Um, I need to look up the name of this Pokemon short if I'm going to make this joke. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> check out the website, www.hexagogon.com. That's H-E-X-A-G-O-R-G-O-N.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Hexagogon on Twitter. We're Hexagogon FB on Facebook. We're Hexagogon on YouTube. And we're Hexagogon Live on Twitch. I think that's all of our things. So you should check out all of them because that would be really cool and we'd, we'd love you for it. Uh, share the episode with a friend or two because word of mouth is the best way for things like this to grow. And have an excellent day while Bear finishes this joke. Was it just called Pikachu and Pichu? It was. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>